Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. Hello and welcome back. Today is part two of our five-part series about gymnast nutrition and recovery in the off-season. So if you didn't catch episode 40, um, that was part one, all about looking back to move forward or making sure that you and your gymnasts are taking inventory of this past competitive season, how it went, injuries, growth development, energy levels, um, mental performance, academic performance, relationship with food, body, Um, performance goals, you know, all of that is tied into nutrition. And if you listen to episode 40, I'll explain um, what's related to nutrition, most likely what may not be. Um, And from that, you can then develop your plan for improvement during this off season. So today in part two, um, I want to get real clinical with you and talk about what you need to ask your doctor about. Um, It's my hope that your gymnast goes to the pediatrician every year even if she's healthy, it's still important to go um, to check on growth and development um, and all the other things that happen. Um, You know, I know a lot of parents where they stop, you know, going to the doctor because their kid's healthy and their kid's never sick. But the problem with that is then when they come to me and they've been injured, we have signs of underfueling. We more than likely have been underfueled for years and years, but we don't even have any growth data because we weren't going to the doctor on a regular basis. So I think it's really important that you go to your well-child checks, you check in with your pediatrician. Um, if you don't like them, find someone else, you know, make sure it's someone that um, you feel really safe with and feel supported with. And ideally, um, they would understand athletes. And if not, then I'd also recommend um, that you have a sports medicine physician who is trained in pediatrics um, and also, you know, really understands um what that looks like in terms of growth development, injury recovery, so on and so forth. So um, what should you be asking your doctor at this point in kind of the competitive season that we're wrapping up and as we're looking towards the off season? So I think the first thing is it's very, very important to review growth charts, to review um, development, especially um, reproductive development. And as we've talked about in last episode and episode and many other episodes, if your gymnast is not growing and developing, she is not getting enough nutrition to repair, recovery, or adapt, or get better, stronger, faster from her training. So growth is a pretty good proxy that your gymnast is getting enough nutrition. Um, it's not a guarantee because sometimes what will happen is they will be growing, but they're only getting enough nutrition to support that and not um, actually really fully adapting to their training. Um, you know, adolescent bodies are very, very complex. They are not the same as adults. Um, And in terms of growth, you know, everyone has kind of a genetic blueprint or a growth trajectory that they want to follow. And the body's going to fight really hard to maintain that. And so um, often what happens is gymnasts are under fuel for years and years and years. Often it's unintentional. And then when a major injury happens or setback happens, then all of a sudden um, they're not training as much. And finally their body 
has a chance, there's more energy available for it to catch up on growth and development. And um, while that, you know, needs to happen and the body kind of normalizing back to its, its kind of growth curve, what's really important is that we're getting enough nutrition from the get-go. You know, starting in level three, four, and five, we're making sure that your gymnast is eating enough for what she's doing and that um, we continue to improve upon that as she advances throughout the sport and it gets longer and more intense. If we don't, then you're going to set your gymnast up for failure, essentially. Um, gymnasts will tell you that going through puberty as a 16-year-old level 10 is not, it's not the easiest thing. You know, it's a lot easier to go through puberty at a much more of a kind of biologically normal time for your gymnast, which obviously is, is based on genetics, family history, so on and so forth. Um, but I'd much rather have a gymnast go through puberty, you know, on time, so to speak, because they probably aren't an elite or a level 10 at that point, you know? And even if they are, you know, if you're listening to this and your gymnast is an elite, she is already 15 or 16, she's not growing, she hasn't started her period, um, now is as good a time as ever, you know, before college and before um, it really catches up with them, if it already hasn't, which often often it has um, in terms of just injuries and all the different health problems that can come with years and years of underfueling. So I think it's really important to make sure that they're growing and developing. Um, something I'd be cautious about though, and this is something I really take a deep dive in our balanced gymnast program with parents is sometimes doctors don't understand what growth should look like for a gymnast. You know, growth charts were developed for normal children, not high level athletes who are training 20 to 30 hours a week. And weight is very different than body composition. And I would really uh, make sure that your doctor does not say anything about weight in front of your gymnast. Um, I would encourage you to do a blind weight at the doctor and not have them share the numbers with your gymnast because, um, you know, numbers aren't a problem until they are in terms of, you know, developing an eating disorder. And we can't predict when that happens. So I think not even focusing on it, you know, in terms of your gymnast um, is really helpful. You know, yes, the doctor needs the numbers to assess. You know, I use those numbers in my assessment, um, but it's just not something that I'm going to talk about with the gymnast. Um, but what most doctors don't understand is, you know, you could have two 14 year old twin gymnasts, or maybe one's a gymnast and one's not a gymnast, so to speak. And they could both be relatively the same size, you know, wear the same size of clothing. But I promise you, the 14 year old who's a gymnast versus the one who, let's say, is not an athlete. I promise you the gymnast is going to weigh at least 5, 10, 15 plus pounds more because body composition is different than weight. And yes, five pounds of muscle and five pounds of fat both weigh five pounds. But what people don't know is that muscle is more dense and it takes up less space. And so we will often see that reflected um, on the growth chart. We'll see an increase in the weight percentile, especially around puberty. That is not excessive weight gain. Um, that is just a reflection of body composition changes, especially as your gymnast advances through the sport. So it's really important that um, your healthcare provider understands that. Another thing that you need to bring up with your doctor is their reproductive development. So again, I'm not going to go into that too deep in this episode, um, but if they are not maturing, if they have not started their period by 15 years old, those are all red flags that they are not getting enough nutrition. Um, I would say that 99% of the time when a gymnast is not developing and hasn't gotten their period yet, it is because of underfueling. And it's a combination of, of training and underfueling, uh, but essentially we're just not providing enough nutrition for the body to repair, recover, grow, develop, 
um, and adapt to training. And so when the brain senses there's not enough nutrition to support all that, um, it tells the ovaries to shut it down. And there's no need to, you know, put energy towards um, those hormones, which control, you know, reproductive development when there's hardly enough energy just to keep the, the brain going and the heart beating and so on and so forth. So again, this unfortunately is another area where some doctors are not quite caught up on the current research in terms of red S or relative energy deficiency in sport and hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, there still are a lot of doctors out there who will tell you that your female athlete not having their period by 15 is normal, that it's just because they're an athlete and when they quit the sport, they'll get their period. That is not true. And what they don't tell you is that um, the longer it takes for your gymnast to get her period, the worse her bone density is going to be. We know that female athletes who don't get their period until 16, 17, 18 years old, um, they have a lower bone density. They have a higher risk of bone-related injuries, of stress fractures, stress reactions, which I would say is probably one of the, the top injuries that we see in the sport. So no, it's not normal. And there are a lot of risk associated with not growing and not developing. Another thing you might bring up with your doctor is if your gymnast is constantly tired, and this really plays into checking things like vitamin D status, iron status, ferritin levels, um, all those play a really important role in a gymnast's endurance and performance. And while it's not standard of care to necessarily check those labs for healthy teenagers, um, I would say that your gymnast training 20, 30 hours a week is not a normal teenager. So if they're constantly tired, um, there's a lot of things that we need to look at. You know, some of the obvious is, are they actually sleeping enough? Probably not. Um, are they recovering enough from training? It depends. Are they eating enough? Probably not. Have we checked labs? Probably not. There's a lot that we need to kind of tease out and assess, especially before we charge forward into the off season. Um, another thing you might discuss with your doctor, which might not be your pediatrician, but more so your orthopedic doctors, sports medicine doctors would be poorly healing injuries. Um, parents, you are your gymnast's best advocate. You are always welcome to a second opinion, if not a third opinion. Um, if something isn't healing well and the answer for it doesn't sit well with you, um, I hate to say it, but depending where you live in the country and what resources are available to you, um, doctors just don't always understand gymnasts. They don't understand the movement patterns. They don't understand the culture. They don't understand a lot of it. And I know I'm not unique in this aspect, but I've had a lot of clients where it has taken way too long for injuries to get diagnosed. And um, as a result, the gymnast suffers, you know, they, they suffer because they've already missed so much training um, because of misdiagnosis and not the right rehab. And it's just really, really tragic. So um, maybe I'm a curmudgeon, but like any profession, there's people who are incredible and they love their jobs and they love what they do and they're passionate and they give it their all. And at the same time, there's people who have jobs just to have jobs, right? Um, that's not just in medicine, but it's in every profession. And so I want your gymnast to have the best. Um, ideally, um, their medical providers would understand gymnastics. And if they don't have experience that they would be willing to learn. Um, it's kind of like when I, you know, help gymnasts to find therapists, um, especially when they're struggling with food and body. You know, if I can find a therapist who has training in eating disorders, who has training in anxiety, depression, OCD, who has maybe worked with athletes before, even if they haven't worked with gymnasts, I can at least teach them that part. Like I can teach them about the sport. I can share, you know, insights about the culture, about that, you know, gymnast specific club, um, and kind of catch them up to speed in that regard, but they already have all the rest of the training. 
And it's the same thing um, with other doctors, whether it's sports medicine, um, orthopedic doctors. Um, you know, if something doesn't feel right, um, if you don't like the answers you're getting, then again, it, it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion. Um, I think sometimes it feels um, like you're going to get in trouble if you do that. But again, you know, it's not, I'm not always the best fit for someone. Um, someone's not always the best fit for me. And especially if you just don't feel like they're making progress or you're getting answers, um, it's good to kind of just get another set of eyes on it um, and go from there. Um, I will say though, that under fueling is a huge reason that injuries don't heal. And so um, it may not be anything to do with your doctor or a misdiagnosis or not the right kind of physical therapy or rehab plan. Um, their interventions might not be working because your gymnast body is not getting enough nutrition to provide the building blocks to repair, recover, and get stronger from that. So um, this is why, like I shared in the last episode, I like to work um, in a in a multidisciplinary approach if I can, which sometimes feels a little clumsy, you know, working virtual. But I would say at this point in my career, um, I have some really good contacts, you know, all across the U.S. that I can kind of tap into and get gymnasts and parents connected to, especially if things just don't feel right um, or they just feel like they're not getting the answers that that they need. Um, another thing that you might bring up with your doctor, and this is something that I see all the time, is dizziness. So if your gymnast is complaining of dizziness, um, especially during practice, if she ever complains of, you know, going from lying to sitting or sitting to standing and like almost like she's going to black out for a second, um, that could be a lot of things, which obviously is something that you don't want to overlook that you need to go see your doctor for. But I will say for a lot of the clients that we've worked with, um, those are what we actually call kind of POTS-like symptoms, <clears throat> which stands for postural orthostatic tachycardia. Um, and it, that happens from a mismatch in like blood volume, blood pressure, autonomic nervous system. And long story short, the treatment is electrolytes and fluid. And because of this like clean eating, um, I guess I'm going to call it an epidemic in the gymnastics world where we're afraid of everything that's not, you know, perfectly uh, a fruit or vegetable or a lean protein with zero seasoning. Um, because of that, a lot of these high level gymnasts that are training 20 to 30 hours a week are not getting enough electrolytes. Like they're not getting enough sodium to help regulate their blood pressure and blood volume. And because of that, they're having these symptoms. And, uh, you know, I have gymnasts that have to go see cardiologists and neurologists, and it takes forever to try to get it figured out. Um, which the treatment is, it's more electrolytes. Um, so it's a lot more than you would think. Um, you definitely want to work with your healthcare team and a dietitian on this. Um, but please don't overlook that symptom. Um, it could be something totally different. It could be low iron, could be a lot of things, but you know, don't just sit back and assume, oh, well, they're a gymnast. They train a lot. Like this is just part of it. Sleep. Um, if your gymnast is not sleeping, well enough or struggling to get in bed, this might not be a doctor issue as much as probably a therapist issue, right? You know, maybe your gymnast is struggling with anxiety and she can't turn her brain off when she tries to sleep at night. Um, maybe we're struggling to set boundaries around social media and get off our phone. Uh, maybe we're struggling with time management. We can't get our homework done in time to get in bed, to get enough sleep, at least eight or nine hours to then, you know, be a functioning human athlete the next day. Um, you know, I wouldn't just throw a bunch of meds or supplements at them. Like I think as always, we need to get down to the root cause. Um, something that's also interesting about sleep is 
you know, you'll have difficulties when you're underfueled. And that's very much an evolutionary mechanism where if you think about um, kind of the cave brain or like a caveman, they didn't have consistent nutrition, right? Like it was feast or famine. And so their brains were, were kind of half awake when they would sleep at night, especially when they needed food um, in case, you know, that wild animal was going to walk by the cave. That way they could jump up and kill it and eat it and have food. Like they had to do that in order to survive. And while obviously we live in abundance today, I would say most all of us have plenty of food in our household. If your gymnast is underfueled, her brain doesn't know that. Her brain doesn't know that there is plenty of food right downstairs in the pantry. And so she might have trouble sleeping because her brain is kind of, you know, staying on the alert. Like it has one eye open because um, it's waiting for, for nutrition. So definitely something to bring up with your physician, uh, may need to loop in some other professionals there, but uh, you know, after training four or five hours a day, your gymnast should be tired and should be sleeping pretty soundly. Like I said earlier in the last episode, you know, I think it's so important to question every injury and really tease out the nutrition component. Um, I'm not going to go into this in depth because we talked about it in the last episode. Um, but I think what happens in gymnastics, it's what I call the, the injury cycle is we get injured, we go to the doctor, we rehab it, we you know, get back in the gym and then we either get re-injured or another injury happens within the next six months to a year because we really didn't drill down to the root cause. Was it overtraining? Was it improper workload management? Was it unintentional underfueling? Is it some sort of mechanical issue that no one's figured out? I think it's really important that you figure that out before you move forward. Otherwise you've just wasted so many months and probably hundreds and thousands of dollars in rehab and all the rest. The last thing to bring up with your doctor um, would be any concern that you have for your gymnast struggling with disordered eating or eating disorders. And again, um, I'm kind of curmudgeon at this point, but most doctors do not have appropriate training in eating disorders. They just don't. And, you know, on one hand, they have so much that they're thinking about, right? I mean, pediatricians see babies all the way up to teenagers. And there's so many different things that they're having to learn about and keep abreast on and do all the things. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, the prevalence of eating disorders, especially since COVID has just absolutely exploded. And so I feel like every single pediatrician and honestly, even like sports medicine doctors working with young athletes need to understand disordered eating, eating disorders, red S and all the things, because often, um, it's just flying under the radar. And so um, you can't look at someone and know whether or not they're struggling with food in their bodies. Um, oftentimes doctors will think that, um, you know, if children or teens have an eating disorder that, you know, it means that they will be losing weight. The thing about, you know, children and, and adolescents is their bodies want to grow. They want to follow their genetic blueprint. So even if they're restricting their nutrition, we may not see weight loss. It may just be more of a cessation of normal growth and development. And so that right there is the red flag, which is why it's so important for your growth charts to be looked at each year for your doctor to really understand that, especially in the context of working with a high level athlete, um, you know, not growing, not developing, but there also could be weight loss or there could be massive weight gain. And I'm going to really caution you here because I've had so many doctors, um, you know, exclaim to the gymnast in front of their parent that they've gained so much weight in the last couple of years when actually looking at the growth chart, it's completely normal. Like they're going through puberty, you know, during puberty, um, a female can gain 15, 20, 30, 40 plus pounds. So, 
Um, you know, when you go see the pediatrician and you haven't seen them in two or three years and your gymnast has gained 20 pounds from 13 to 15 years old, that's completely normal. That is not massive weight gain that then you need to go down a rabbit hole and try to figure out, are they binging or is this an eating disorder? Like, no, that was just normal puberty. At the same time, you know, if you have a 16 year old gymnast who has already gone through puberty and, you know, who is growing and developing, who is eating enough, if all of a sudden they've gained 25 pounds in six months, um, that right there might give me some pause. And more than likely there is something going on with food, often some sort of kind of restrict binge cycle that's happening. And they certainly need support from a dietitian and a therapist. Um, I'm going to do a whole separate episode at some point on eating disorders and disordered eating, because there is so much misinformation and misunderstanding out there. So I definitely am not doing this justice. Um, but all that to say, if your mom intuition is going off, if you think that something is, um, not right, if your gymnast is doing some stuff with food, if she's all of a sudden not finishing meals, if she's all of a sudden, you know, declaring that she's vegan or vegetarian, when that's just not what your household does, if she is conditioning a ton outside of training, and that's not something that the coach has assigned, um, what's really tricky is that a lot of disordered eating behaviors are actually praised as really helpful behaviors. And especially for gymnasts, it's like, oh, well, they're just, they're just extra dedicated. Like they're just really, um, going after their goals when it's really about the intention. So all that to say, um, I hope you see your pediatrician, um, before we, we hit the ground running with the off season, we want to get any of these issues checked out and cleared and want to make sure that your gymnast is on a good path in terms of um, either getting back to health, maintaining health, or certainly helping to guarantee longevity in the sport. So with that, I hope you found this episode helpful. Um, I will see you back next week for part three, where we're going to talk all about labs and supplements um, and other things as we prepare for the off season. Um, if you're enjoying um, this series, please let me know, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Um, if you already know that you need support with nutrition and you want to get going with it ASAP, um, please get on the wait list for our summer program. Um, we start in May. We only take, um, a limited number of gymnasts and parents. It's for levels five through 10. Um, and I would love to work with you and help you learn to fuel for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. So with that, hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us. If you have any questions, you can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com, share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.